Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Englishing Around. I'm Casey, joined as always by Artyom. Hey, what's up? And we are joined, as not always, but as today, by Drake, our special guest, Drake. Hi, Drake. Hi, uh, I'll try to be not too boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't had coffee, so enough coffee anyway. Oh. Yeah. How can you have enough coffee? Uh, Is well, that a thing? Sunday, I've been battling pigeons. I've been attacking my windows uh, the whole morning. Oh, no. So that was my exercise. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry. And yeah, apologies. I'm not, I don't do coffee at home. So even if you wanted coffee, I would not be able to provide it. So. Okay. Anyway, so in the context of today's podcast, Drake is an English teacher, just like I was, slash am, and just like our team was. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk English. Uh, former, your former English teachers. Pretty much, colleagues, yeah. Yeah. Would you call yourself refugees? or Refugees. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I would not. I don't know. I can't speak for... You're taking time. a break. Okay, so... Uh, I hope not. Yeah, I, I don't right. use that word. Okay, sorry. Take uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're talking on... Um, this This podcast might be a little bit more directed to teachers than students, but I think students uh, will get a lot out of this podcast. For example, how to make sure you've got the right t-shirt? Perhaps. Uh, well, that's a good one. That's a good conversation. <laughs> so, troubleshooting in English class. Uh, the first thing that, Drake, you talked to me about was when IT students are not keen on learning. They're in class... Uh, don't talk, or they're on their phones. Is this like a correct representation of the typical like uninterested IT student? It might be. I had one uh, one class like that uh, where they were do they'd be working on their cell phones while yeah. in class, no no homework, mm-hmm. and they would argue no homework. Mm-hmm. And um, so the circumstances where it wasn't so fun for me because oh I'd be waiting in the lobby for them. Oh yeah, 10 right. minutes. So eventually, I, I said, "Look, can you find another teacher for them?" Because I had more interested students. Mm-hmm. Part of, I mean, I don't know, Casey, how you feel this way. Like coming to Eastern Europe, you know, we have other choices. You know, where we can go. And like, for me, it's uh, in my way. Even though I'm not perfect and I have many flaws, in this small way, I can help in English. Mm-hmm. You know, I give back. Yeah. So like I tell people like uh, I don't want to be I want to give back I want to try to be uh, you know get teacher training for example mm-hmm. I got some across the street um, I don't want to be like another foreigner who's taking from the country the way that you know like Russia did or Germany etc you know <laughs> Poland I don't know sorry quite a comparison <laughs> yeah. like I don't want to be just another foreigner taking advantage uh-huh. Uh-huh. of the people. Oh, sure. quick cash, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's... Yeah, you're giving back. Not cool. So, um... Yeah, right. Thanks. Would, would these be the, the, the students, like, the, the worst students for you? Or are there... Well, I think the worst student, I was just telling you that uh, I was with one IT company. It was just the beginning. I was getting to know them. And one uh, business analyst, um, she's probably in her early 30s, had blue hair. So she's a little bit hip-looking. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you want to learn? And she said... Uh, I hope I can use this word, yeah. Um, For educational know, purposes. Educational purposes, yeah. I want to know how to say politely to my developers, my coders, mm-hmm. just do the work, you faggot! I'm like, oh! You know, we haven't, like, we don't use that word in, in Canada or the States for, I don't know, 20 years or something. It's I mean, it was used like maybe 10 years ago. 
like very derogative. So like high school students would say it, and it would be bad. Like you don't say that. I didn't say it. Um, yeah. So it's a highly negative for people who don't know. It's a highly negative, prejudicial word for a gay person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gay, uh, and I don't think the developers are gay. Yeah. But you should be respectful towards people. Of yeah. course. So then I decided, you know what? I can't really. It's a whole sort of mindset. So then I gave a class about how uh, I don't know. I don't know if you talk about this. How USSR came to Montreal and they won a hockey game. They beat us, you know. And oh, so this is not the miracle on ice. This is um, the opposite. Was, the, yeah, opposite. the Russian miracle on ice. Yeah, that's the, the Soviet. The, the Soviets had the dream team, basically. Yeah. Oh, you know about this? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the Soviet Union came to Canada. Yeah. The first time uh, and beat. Uh, Mon- uh, Canada in Montreal where the game was born okay. at hockey and we were just like what? imagine the pain yeah we were just uh, totally surprised because we thought it would never happen right? mm-hmm. so then at that time like everybody respected the Soviet style whatever it mm-hmm. is okay. and I assume maybe some of these companies are taking this sort of Soviet style and I said well did, you know like, like we're right and you gotta listen you know, it doesn't work that way anymore. If you're if you're opening to the West and having more kind of Western style business, where the customer is right, not the customer is wrong. Then no. you need to be a lot more. I don't know what's the customer friendly. I don't know what the right word is. That yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I said, look, maybe I'll give classes on business leadership, customer service, but the her team there says no, no business leadership. I want to know about accounting and finance. That's business and marketing. Yeah, well, that brings me to a point I had written down, which is a general pattern with uh, IT people, which is there, and IT people certainly make up a large block of like English students in um, Eastern Eastern Europe. Europe, Yeah, Um, very, very, I guess, efficient, logical, and realistic. I would say, which I mean, makes sense for IT because. You have some task and you want to do it in the simplest way possible. Plus, you don't. You really don't need to know vocabulary on, on I don't know kitchenware. Sure. Yeah. There's that, and and there's there's also just um, a very sort of direct. What do I need to do? And I, I'm gonna do exactly that. And so mm. when it comes to learning a language, I don't think that's the best thing to do. I, I think you kind of just want to just explore and have fun and talk oh. about this and talk about that. And, and they would want something. Like a roadmap. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to agree with you that the coders don't have to interact with the clients, but yeah, business analysts, maybe you know, project managers, uh, and team leaders have uh, to call the states or I don't know Britain, mm-hmm. native speakers, and they have to interact with them in English and uh, still be what they call near shore. Have you heard of near shore? It's like the opposite of offshore. Yeah, offshore would be mm-hmm. like India and. In China, yeah, it's twelve hours away from American. So near shore is like Germany, or near shore would be like Eastern Europe. Yeah, like so the culture is more similar and the time zone is more similar. Mm-hmm. Okay, and therefore you're sort of more on the same page and you, and um, you get like you lose less money because you there's less misunderstandings. Yeah, maybe the quality is better. So if you're gonna do that, you have to deliver near um, American or you know international standard of business and calling somebody a faggot it's just not gonna do that you know I'm sorry I wanted to quit that day but I said you know what let me try to turn it around you know yeah well like maybe their heart was in the right place they just want they wanted to say like do the work you idiot but they, but they wanted to show how cool they are and how much oh. they already know 
Okay. Because okay. people sometimes do that here. Sure. The most slow words they know, the, th- the more they think they know English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, I, what did you respond? Were you like, oh, don't say that? Or were you like, hmm, here's what uh, you can well, say? Well, what I did, I was too shocked to, okay. to, to say anything, even though I'm not gay. Uh, like, our prime minister in Canada is very, like, you know, like pro-LGB, yeah, I don't know what T- Yeah. Yeah, yeah, TQ. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could talk about that next time. Sure. Um, but I'm just saying we just we just don't put that in a business context. So what I did was I took a week and I said, look, I have a legal background, I have a law degree, and uh, I have business experience. If you do that, number one, you could lose a client, or number two, you can get fired. So yeah. you wanted me to tell you what it's like in the West. This yeah. is what it is. So in other words, like don't do that. You know, I should have been uh, tougher. Some I know one teacher. He said um, the people were going on and about, I think it was somewhere in Eastern Europe, like Romania, I don't know where, Bulgaria, I'm sorry, I got the wrong country. And they were talking about, I think Muslims invading or Whoosh. so on and so forth. And he said something, he used a bad word, maybe, oh, like maybe the N word mm. for black people. And he said, if you do that, get out of my class. Mm-hmm. And they, they never <laughs> used to do I again. did that once to my students. Yeah? You said you told them to stop it? Or they had to leave, or I would leave. Wow! And what was the result? It helped. It worked. They were okay. quite. The way they were quite shocked, because I was usually friendly and everything and everything. But back then, I, I really almost like exploded. I was okay. lost control, really. And you didn't have to explain. They understood. Oh yeah, but he, because the way he said it, he used the N word. Um, and he looked at me with a smile, like, see how cool I am, RTL, or something like that. And yeah. so, so apparently he wanted to impress me oh, I see, with, I see. with his uh, command of slang, whatever. Uh, command of adolescent uh, slang. Yes. All right. So maybe in the future I'll, uh, I'll have the enough guts or enough clout to, to do that, to put my foot down. Oh, uh, so later you told that uh, lady that she shouldn't have said that and she shouldn't say that anymore. well I said in the class uh, I said in a very business way because uh-huh. I, I wanted to keep the I need I needed to, to keep the class right uh, I didn't want to get rid of it right away so I said uh, you know you can get sued or uh, you, you can lose business so please don't you know like just be aware of the consequences what was the class's reaction oh uh, really oh and there's a word okay maybe the word what's the Russian word for female dog suka that yeah which is a bitch in english right yes so i said it's like if you use that word in 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 my con- country you could lose your job mm-hmm. you know and the, the team leader said at one point oh yeah i could lose my job if i said that uh, yeah i think so yeah you're not supposed to say that i mean okay, not, not when you're so, context not, yeah. at least not when you're talking to a person yeah Maybe if you're just frustrated and maybe you're talking to your computer, yeah. maybe call it whatever. Well, in my country, because I'm aware <laughs> of, really uh, you know, because like, you know, I have a legal background, like if, like, I'm aware of lawsuits, so like if your co-workers are women, and you say, let's say you do it every day, mm-hmm. and uh, like, you know, uh, the Me Too movement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe you touch them in the fanny a little bit, and mm-hmm. wink, wink, and let's go out for the weekend. <laughs> you get in trouble. The HR will just get rid of you. Yeah. They, you know, it's called sexual harassment. Yes. Wow, you have to be careful. Sorry. Do you have to be careful? Yeah, I've had sort of a general rule my whole life, which is fine to use the word bitch, but only about guys. 
I mean, sure. I mean, it's not the only thing I would call a guy who does something I don't like, but it's <laughs> one of the yeah. things I could say. And I bet you here, even if you translate it, you can't use that word, right? To guys. You can get in trouble. Uh, I mean, I you can know. get in trouble, yes, but I'm not sure about whether there is a legal procedure for that. Or like a, a sort of procedure, like if you actually no, they kind of like beat you. Oh up. yeah, uh, yeah, they might do yeah. that, or I don't know. They, they, there will be a conflict, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the same thing in an office. So what I decided was, you know, try to turn around, like, in the, at one point I was teaching a class on, like, Marcus Aurelius, this, this oh, Roman yeah. emperor, yeah. Mm -hmm. and the Tetralus of how to be a good leader. Okay. Uh, and there was stuff like, you know, like, be good to your co-workers, be a good leader, be honest. And the guys were like, what do you mean? The Romans killed a lot of people. And I'm like, you know, there are some good Romans out there, you know, <laughs> they're not all jerks. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, every empire kills people, I don't know. Yeah. But there are always some nuggets of like good people, you know, like a good emperor, you know, versus his brother or Caligula, you know, all these people. Well, that is a very serious philosophical talk, I think, because yeah. a good emperor is only is only better than the worst one. Yeah. So he's not really good per se. He's just yeah. not as bad. Not as bad, but then sometimes you don't have a choice when you're just a slave or a Roman. <laughs> Yep. woman or something I guess yeah it also just depends on what is good so we have a very yeah. different idea about what is good now versus back then like maybe yeah. everyone loved Roman Empire X but I don't well be stuff like if you're a leader listen to people around you don't just that's um, important yeah don't just like um, don't be a dictator right yeah don't be a, a yeah, dictator dictator I, I mean think of the other word yeah <laughs> I don't know. You talk, I'm not sure what kind of show you got. It sounds. It's, it, uh, that's a good joke. Don't be a dictator. You made the pause there, actually, because I, I honestly thought you were going to stop after the letter K. C, but yeah. No. I mean. I, I thought there was always. a CK. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I wasn't trying to go there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, on a more mundane level about just politeness in general, uh, this has come across to me from multiple people or tell me you're familiar with this as well which is uh, on the grammar level overuse of the word please in like Slavic speakers uh, to, mm. to request things so like you know give me please ten dollars yeah would, would not be polite in like a Canadian um, context right I think it's oh funny. sure I would, I would use the uh, the French called the uh, conditional the politesse um, uh, polite conditional Okay. So I would say, um, could you please exactly. give me 10 bucks? That's what I always tell my, yeah. told my students. So definitely the please. It's a question. Could. Yeah. Yeah, but the could is, you know, conditional. Yeah, or can, or would you, or if you, things like that. But yeah, it's never, yeah. It's never, an, uh, it's never the imperative mood. Yeah, and if you're really stressed for time, say, please give me some fish or well, something. Like yeah, that. if it's like an emergency or, you're, or, yeah. or it's like an order, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like, 
please leave uh, 10 minutes before blah blah, blah or like yeah. inst- direct instructions yeah mm-hmm. but anytime it's like a polite request and so this would be an example I'm sure there are plenty of examples like this where you know a uh, Slavic person types the email to their American customer and American customer gets this like oh they're being rather cold to me right saying like cause you, but, without saying please yeah well no they do say please but they don't say could or would or can oh yeah so they'll well. just say um, yeah, you know, there, give there, me please the reports. Give me please the statistics. Is there a on... conditional in Slavic, like grammar? Well, there is. It, there is. We've got conditional structures, but we don't use it for no, not for everyday conversations. Okay, yeah, fair. It would make it sound too formal, I would say. I would say. Yeah. Okay. And so not in that situation, enough. like the. <laughs> The Slavic person could have good intentions, but those good intentions could just not translate. And so that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's why we are here. And how about this little detail? So when they do, when they when they have a request and they form it as the imperative mood, they add please at the end and they're separated by a comma, which makes it look even more aggressive. Because it's like, send me the, or like answer to my email, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, will you? Yeah. <laughs> Please give me my money. Yeah, it's, it's it looks like you're irritated already. Yeah, the the tone is uh, you're also, you're actually pointing to something that I'm finding out. We're very I'm very we're very Canadian, and it's very important to be polite in Canada. Yeah, or at least appear to be, even because <laughs> sometimes that we do things like and then we, we, we step in the back after. Right? Have that happened to you before? I mean, I, try, I, I don't do that, that just for the record. Oh no, but the people you know, no. Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, so we at least pretend to be polite. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes harder for me to be assertive rather than be, uh, like, not asserting enough mm-hmm. to being too polite. <sighs> but if you're, if you're like a lot of uh, Eastern Europeans go to Canada, mm-hmm. they have to be aware of this, or if your customer is Canadian or something. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. Americans, they, they def- for business, definitely you should have to be polite. Yeah. Because it'll cost you money if you're not. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. okay, I, I should tell you, I used to work in Los Angeles and uh, they'd be these uh, movies, like TV stars. Mm-hmm. So the typical sh- uh, problem is they have like a, a hit TV show and then they start acting like prima donnas. Oh, yeah. And then nobody wants to work with them and if the whole city hears about this, then suddenly they have no more work after the first season or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be the same thing in business. I don't see why it should be different. I mean, eventually. Show business is business. Show business is business, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no business like show business. Hey. Yeah. question to ask you someone is asking me is it important for a native speaker here to have degrees or not like I know like in Asia they're asking in China they're asking for like a degree in something a bachelor's mm-hmm. degree in something rather than like I don't know like uh, <laughs> I've seen this before 18 year olds and I'm sorry like you know it's like cute 18 year olds from Germany mm-hmm. like on a travel trip and they start teaching but they don't have a degree in, in anything and they're teaching English to you know, local Asian people mm-hmm. they look white it's cool uh, I think it's I think it's helpful to have a degree no uh, what do you think yeah. oh like it's definitely helpful yeah 
Um, the more the better, no? Because I ultimately yes. Yeah. Okay. But then uh, the more important thing is what you can actually do. Yeah, of course, of course. But like eventually, if they ask you to correct your paper, you'll have enough uh, background to be mm-hmm. able to correct. Yeah, I mean, in properly. terms of just correcting mistakes, yeah. some person who's like seventeen years old, they have that capability. Um, if they're if they did well in school, like I mean, your language skills are fully developed by that point. Um, okay, so you, you can you, you maybe you can do proofreading, but yeah. if you're asked to explain why this particular thing is better than what was originally written, then uh, you can only say that well, it looks better, it sounds more natural, but this is not really an answer. Perhaps. I don't know. I just feel like university in Western culture just symbolizes something. It's like you go through university and you are an adult, even though whatever you could define when you become an adult, wherever. But that's just our feeling is university, you're still like a learner, student, and then after that, you're an adult, and so you can teach people. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it's like a rite of passage, exactly. That's what I feel. Okay. And, And do you think it would add value in in you know eastern europe to have such a because i know people who don't have it and i'm not oh like, are you talking about like a like 30 year old person who never went to university yeah yeah like well, my students complain about it like oh so and so you know doesn't know how to teach or something oh that's can that's you what, teach us i just wanted to mention that okay you you've been to, i mean not you personally right yeah. but you just finished university and you know your major but doesn't mean you can teach yeah. Because knowing is knowing something is very very different from being able to talk about it in an interesting way. Sure. Yeah. Let alone teaching it. Yeah. So yeah. these are like three different things. So just because you know your stuff well, will almost never mean that you can teach actually. So like, uh, for example, here, <clears throat> uh, normally when you finish university with a master's degree, at least in some universities like the one I finished. This automatically means that you can teach, uh, for example, in universities as well, because they teach, they teach you how to teach as yeah. well. They teach you how to teach oh, in what schools. Do you mean yeah. me? What do you mean they teach you how to teach, for example? Oh, like the, the methods and the approaches and some, uh, maybe sometimes even like some tricks on how to manage the class and things like that. Wow. But uh, Some teacher training. Yeah, wow. uh, some people will say that that it's very uh, very basic and superficial, but well, at least there's something about that. Yeah. Uh, whereas I don't know if you if you go to if I might say so a Canadian university, yeah, and you've got a degree in something. Does that really mean that you can teach that thing? Um, no, it does not. Uh, wait, teach it at what level? Good question. Undergrad. I mean, I was uh, offered a job. I didn't mm-hmm. do it finally for to, to teach undergraduates with a master at the mm-hmm. master's level. Uh, I didn't because it was a different domain. It was anthropology, legal anthropology. I have a law degree, but not anthropology. Degree. Legal anthropology. Yeah, yeah. Is very that specific. It's like yeah. Well, like because who, who um, killed Lucy? Okay, sorry. Who? I don't know. Uh, Ricky. <laughs> Ignore my joke. Rika Slavia. No. Um, <laughs> No, like uh, each culture has a legal culture, right? Okay, gotcha. Like the culture here is different. Like in my country, our country where marijuana is legal. Yeah. Here to end up in jail. And there's culture reasons for that. 
anthropological reasons. Gotcha, gotcha. But I don't have enough, like, I, I don't know, like Durkheim. Did you have to read the guys like Durkheim? I read a bit of Durkheim. Weber. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you well, teach the undergrads. Like, I was out of my league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it, but a master's in sociology or maybe could teach that. You know? mm-hmm. Wait, so this job you were thinking of getting was yeah. like lecturer or? Uh, tu- uh, tutor. Tutor? Mm-hmm. Teaching assistant. TA. Teacher's assistant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I mean, certainly if, I don't know how it works here, but if you want to become like a teacher, teacher in Canada or the States, yeah. you typically was, you go through university and then you get like a teacher's education, right? You, or, or you, a bachelor's education, right. You get a bachelor's, but you have to do something beyond that, right? You have to, like two years and you uh, get your... It's stage, like internship. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like a doctor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, doctors. Yeah. Long, long path for them. But you're right. I mean, I at nineteen, I was uh, I had a student from Japan, uh, Toru, who uh, he says, "Teach me English." I said, "What do you mean? Why?" I'll give you money. I was like, "Money? <laughs> okay." <laughs> and then um, it was painful for me because uh, he would do things like, um, "Okay, he, like to correct my English." Okay, correct English. Like, I'll go fried rice. Fried rice. No, no, no. Fried rice. Fried rice. Fried rice. It was just, it was driving me nuts. So what I did was I started recording him mm-hmm. okay, and making him listen. And then eventually he was able to, to fix it. And mm-hmm. something I learned about recording and listening. And he ended up um, becoming a teacher in Japan. Wow. Which surprised my brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you. Like, teach like what? I was waiting for the, you know. And he's now president of Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not into that. He was a socialist. Oh, all of them. Yeah, he, he hated me for becoming a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> Damn, so you're protecting capitalism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He thought it was protecting capitalism. Not just capitalism, but the worst elements of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> eh, no. Uh, yeah, but you could also be alert for the little guy. So, yeah. The workers. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the level of skepticism. When somebody says, well, I usually, I can also protect the weak guys. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I feel like, so you have to be like an activist and that, basically like yeah. an activist slash lawyer. And yeah, there's some good ones. There's good ones, yeah. but there's a lot of room uh, to do some screwy shit if you're an activist lawyer. So you represent only uh, yeah, yeah, they, you have to, in the States, it's called a zealous representation. You have to mm. push it to the max for your client like uh, not illegal but you really have to give your heart mm-hmm. so so uh, for education for me it's just I want to make sure my students have good English there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no problem I do think about like what the company does sometimes you ever think about that like what do you mean uh, like the company that you're teaching English yeah at? like I have to tell you they're a military I'm not sure if I could teach oh English. sure yeah I'm always um, and yeah that brings me to another point yeah I'm always very interested in what people do um, and, and sometimes the people aren't they're just like ah oh, whatever like I have software or something but like I don't know for me it's important trying to like work tailor to the individual student what they care about what they need what they're yeah. like and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, for sure yeah I haven't uh, maybe there have been a few students where yeah I got military once and yeah some girl I think and she was like yeah I do something for the military I was like whoa but I mean I'm not gonna like stop teaching and, yeah then you didn't find out why, right? No, no, I just yeah, no. Can I ask you a hypothetical question? It's kind of yeah. serious. Right? Right, okay. So what if you find out your like IT student was making software to make bombs more efficient to drop on people? Would would you? T- 
critiqued in English, or would you say, sorry? Gonna leave the next five minutes of this podcast redacted. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, I mean, if I found out something like that, I imagine I would do something. I would tell someone, I would hope. Oh, I would try to avoid it, you know. Or you would tell someone. I mean, I if you I understand that, your I would... question correctly, this hypothetic student, student uh, fixes or adjusts the bombs. Software to make bombs. Uh, that's his job. job. Yeah, it's a job. So that's not something that he or she does like in, in the free time. No, it's for the job. Yeah, yeah right. So oh, then no, yeah, what's the point of telling somebody about that? Oh, yeah, yeah no. Uh, so would I refuse to... Uh, yeah, yeah I, might, I, I might be like, yeah, yeah pass. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. that's the kind of thing as a lawyer you'd have problems with. As a teacher, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but video games are okay. Like video games killing people would be okay. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just hey. wondering. Well, no, I know I'm, my psychology. I know they they don't affect the mind significantly. Oh, I mean, oh, they really? do affect the mind, but they don't spur people to kill. Really, anymore. it's the slow internet that does that to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> kill your computer, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's no cause and cause and effect. From what I know, like there could be some relationship, but it's mostly not a causal relationship. Okay. People have a very um, clear distinction between game and reality. Okay. For the most part. So, so for the most part, you would accept uh, whatever clients. Yeah. I mean, as an aside, video games for English, great. So if I don't know if a person is designing video games and using English, great. Yeah. Uh, I'll support. The other thing I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, is like I have an English degree, mm-hmm. so um, but minor in, in film. But you know, we have to write well, we have to speak well. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's good for our students. All right. Like I'm, I'm trying to like raise the standard. So I don't know if that makes a difference. I, th- probably, I feel it does, I don't know. It's hard English. to say what's, what's good for students because I know some people purposefully teach, I'm not gonna say like poor grammar, but they don't focus that much on, on formal grammar, let's put it this way. Uh-huh. Because they go like, no, people don't say it like that. People, Normal people don't speak like that. Or Joey from Friends? Uh, something like that, but okay. maybe even more more slangy. Um, so... Do you have an example? No. I mean, uh, yeah, just like, how you doing? Oh, no, yeah. no, I think... I teach my students in New York. How are you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> what did you say? No, I actually yeah. remember... What did you say? <laughs> Sorry. I used to know a teacher. I love it. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I used to know a teacher who forced his students to say schedule, not schedule. Okay. I mean, according to him, well, schedule is what retards say. Retards. Say. Yes. No, no, the British say that. Yeah, they do. Uh, well, I <laughs> yeah, no wonder you're not surprised because that teacher was Canadian as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did what did your teacher say schedule? No, 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 I'm only saying that that teacher that I'm speaking about was also Canadian. So no wonder Casey supports that idea because well, I, I mean... Schedule rather than schedule? Yes. Yeah, um, but I don't seriously think British people are retards. Oh, Casey and I have, a, have a joking feud. Yeah. Uh, well, I went to British school, they would say schedule, but I would say schedule. Mm. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, like, score. Uh, like, uh, you were like in Britain or you were in... I was in Canada. In Canada, but... So we but had... in English school. Like your teachers were British? Or, or? Yeah. Oh. Scotland and 
Nice. I had a <laughs> Prince. Oh, jeez, needs too much information. Prince Trebetskoy of uh, the White Russian was a headmaster, born in Paris. So he's a nobil- nobleman, right? Mm. I don't know if you heard Trebetskoy. No, I'm trying to. Ah, oh, they were like um, the people here tell me about this. They say like uh, these were like a nobility class of the military kind, and they had palaces in Crimea. Oh wait, wait, what time was that? Pre 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 Lenin. So oh, pre revolution. Okay, I'm so not very good at 18th century, history. 19th century. Okay. You know, after Catherine the Great, you yeah. Ekaterina. Yes, right. So, right. like, they had loyalties. And, oh, and I don't... Sorry to tell you all this stuff. Miloradovich, <laughs> Madame Miloradovich was a, my French teacher. And Miloradovich, I found out, was a, was a Russian with Serbian... A Cossack? Half Cossack with Serbian um, mm-hmm. roots. Mm-hmm. And they had um, their days, Cossack uh, sided with the Tsars mm-hmm. rather than what would be the other choice? I guess Western. The Poles? The Polish? Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. So they well, were. Well, if you are talking about Ukrainian Cossacks, yeah. they were basically. 18th they, century. They were basically not just. So it was the Russian Empire versus the, the Polish Empire, Zhezpospolita, and versus the, the Osman Empire. Turkey. Ottoman, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so they signed up with the Tsars and they were given in return Poltava up to Kiev. Mm-hmm. The so called left bank was their territory. Nice. And I had no idea, but she was a wonderful teacher. Hopefully, I, I'm like her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys speak French. She would go, Hello, les enfants, commencer. It's like, Hello, kids, should we start class? And I try, if I have children, I mm-hmm. try to bring this sort of same kind of joy and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like joy of the la- loving the language I think that's the best thing I can give to children mm-hmm. not to feel like it's a, it's a chore oh yeah so I bring music and songs and mm-hmm. things like that of course very important oh uh, if we could get back to the stuff uh, so any other examples maybe of, of oh does English help you think English oh, no 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 no. even a question that was way earlier oh. uh, some other things that you would that you would qualify as bad in students bad yeah so maybe they don't pay attention because they're too busy uh, with their phones i don't think it's bad but i think that i tell them that if you don't do homework mm-hmm. um it's good for me because i don't have to do the work mm-hmm. but on the other hand your um what is it acquisition rate mm-hmm. is slower yeah so, so you'll teach them longer which is also good for you well, yeah. what happens, yes, <laughs> no, I'm what joking, happens I'm in joking. reality is I think they get uh, frustrated with English and they blame the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather tell them up front, if you want to um, learn quickly, twice a week with homework so that you can... Oh, even um, more than twice a week. Yeah, but at least minimum, yeah? Oh. And because and, most of them won't even do homework. So like, so, uh, so you're thinking the language, the grammar, blah, 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 blah. Ideally three times a week with homework, right? But it's very rare I had this. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, my perspective on this is, yeah, of course, as many days as possible. The psychology says that it's better to spend like half an hour every day than whatever. Three hours once per week. Exactly. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, because it's regular. And, and your brain gets used to that and it becomes like a normal part. Whereas three hours, it'll be like, whoa, what is this crazy thing? Um, Interesting. But, but the thing is, um, for a lot of people, it's hard, especially these IT people, if they yeah. view English as this total separate side project yeah. so it's just like I have my life I design software whatever you know buy food fix my house and then English is like this complete addition and totally unapplicable to their lives unapplicable to their lives and so then it's hard to do homework like they have to force themselves to do homework mm-hmm. so 
the solution is always to try to incorporate it somehow in your life, uh, which is very possible these days, even if it's something super simple like video games or... Um, I don't know if you're an incorporate IT incorporate video game English video games into your life for example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or if you're an IT person, you know, uh, like learning about I don't know new software, but doing that in English. So okay. Like if just oh, that's little, what they normally do though. They normally do that because they have to, right? They, yeah, because all the manuals are yeah. normally in English. Sure. Uh, yeah, so that's good. So just as many. So you're saying like, it's not really homework, you're saying. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's good and. I don't know. I mean, people who are like staying up to date, these IT people, they generally have pretty good English, I think. Uh, mm. um, well, because you can't. You, um, oh, Let's yeah, put it then, this... then that's the other thing of like well, how about, understanding how versus about, speaking. We put it this way. Um, my former colleagues, uh, well, they've been teaching for, for, I don't know, some 10 years now, maybe. But nonetheless, uh, his personal observation was that let's say some seven years ago uh, the the typical English level in a in an average company yeah would be pre-intermediate okay yeah in uh, seven years ago they did a study yeah you said. Uh, seven years ago yeah seven uh, yeah roughly I mean yeah. and uh, okay. now well, let's say maybe five years ago so two years later okay. the average level is already like closer to intermediate so B1 yeah, so okay. so like the, 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 the average level is growing. Okay. Yeah. So that might prove what you are saying. Yeah. That yeah people who work in IT today um they have they have better command of English than those who worked there again maybe five years ago. And you know what's a good sign of this is I mean, I know we have like a lot of opinions on this, but the incorporation of English into the native language. Oh. Being I know, yeah, you have a lot of face palms, but um, I, I mean, was like computer or something. Not even that, because that's just like a legit. That's the word in for computer in yeah, Russian. When you purposefully use, when you replace for example, your native words yeah. with the words of the language that you are studying. Give an example. Uh, oh. uh, something like this. Instead of instead of zadachi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or yeah, something like yeah. Maybe a very basic example is like yeah. Casey, can you uh, Casey, можешь открыть мне мне beer? I haven't heard that one. I mean, that would be the idea. Though. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, um, what I actually like about, for example, using tasks, um, because it's like totally natural. They're not doing it as a joke. I think because they they, they already they've using it. They're they've using, using that it. word, and that's just become part of the vocabulary, and it's totally natural. Uh, and I don't know, it's pretty cool. S- skills is another one. Oh, yes, wow. sometimes it's good, but the problem is that sometimes they know these words, but they've got no idea how to pronounce them correctly. Oh, okay. <laughs> because well, we had this skills. for so many years <laughs> yeah. that the, the uh, so the other button that does that removes the text. One backspace, of them is backspace, delete. and the other one, yeah, and the pronunciation would delete? be... Delete? Delete. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, Okay, they know the word, they can understand what it means when they see it in a text, but when they have to say it, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm guessing these people are, are, are using it, they've probably both seen it and heard it. So, well, I, I mean... I mean, well, it's very hard to mispronounce task. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, it, it takes a form of miracle. Anyway, so I'm saying people who, who incorporate these words into their native language and incorporate it well. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it, if they demonstrate knowledge of the word, I think that's cool. And that, to me, shows that they're engaging with the content. And it's good. And that's why they are you know succeeding and have the good jobs that they have. Because they've looked at the videos and they've looked at stuff and they've let these words seep into them. And now they're you know successful software yeah. developers. The only thing is... Oh, the, yeah. The only thing is like words like Excel sh- sheet oh. should be pronounced properly. I did tell you that story of uh, piece of paper. The other day. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. Uh, what else is there? That was one of my favorite, most favorite, favorite mistakes ever. I think when uh, so I I was teaching. I think it was like beginner level, and we were studying uh, degrees of comparison for adjectives. And the students had to pronounce the sentence, this beach is the dirtiest beach on the whole island. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yes. Guess how they mispronounced it. Uh, this bitch is imagine. the dirtiest bitch in the whole island. Yeah, it was hilarious. And they could ne- never understand what exactly was wrong. So like my, I f- see my job as an English teacher to correct pronunciation. So normally words like bitch, beach, piss, mm. peace, um, sheet, shit. Yeah, shit, sheet. You know, I, I, it's, I, it's up to me to teach them. Often like students would tell me, Tolstoy wrote war and piss. <laughs> no, he didn't write war and piss. What do you mean? That's the, that's the lesser known novel. Fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Fanfic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So also like uh, I feel I feel like as a it's a pronunciation is what I bring to the table and also yeah. like things like I'm into mindfulness meditation so I teach people how to be calmer and happier mm-hmm. not just to make money because I think they could be a better human being oh yeah so I maybe mention that to them or uh, what else uh, how do they take it oh good question it depends on how no this is a whole different psychologically advanced they are like. Casey's pretty advanced in terms of, like, he's, he did it, you know, his psychology background, he oh, understands right. that no, the mind is very really important. But, but you see how they react to, to when, when you try to make a message like that. Wow, tough question. Developers? Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, it's a mixed bag with you, right? Some of the developers yeah. are very, They're like, a close-minded, maybe? Well, they don't understand the results. Yeah. And I'm spending, like, an hour explaining the financial result, the scientific results, mm-hmm. the psychological studies, and they'll still say, I don't understand, nothing is happening. But the more advanced developers I had, like, you know, like in their 40s or something, mm-hmm. and they understand stress of work and stress of life, they see a value. Uh, or getting into a, a yellow bus that's crowded, mm-hmm. they understand, definitely. Or like deadlines by clients, they definitely see that. Mm-hmm. So, and also what else? And b- business leadership, mindful meditation and pronunciation, what else? Is that um, good? In general, as, as native speakers, I think one of our roles is just to to uh, give them an example of natural communication. So just communication in general. Mm-hmm. So True. speaking with someone who maybe you know will have trouble understanding you or you will have trouble understanding them, figuring out, you know, solving misunderstandings, like that's just a key thing to, to like have genuine communication. Or be able to understand the word that you don't know, figure it out from sure. the context. Yeah. 
And so, and, and that's where I feel this sort of pressure, because uh, you were talking about like good English before. Like I do feel a pressure uh, when it's a little bit less when speaking, but when texting for sure. It's like I do have to uphold some standard of English. I feel like if I, yeah. you know, slip a little bit, I'm not doing my job. Correct. Uh, so. Oh, at least when you're texting to students. Uh, yeah, like I have to. I'm texting, yeah. Edit, you edit your text. Yeah. Um, I don't edit my texts, but, well, actually, maybe I, I would. Well, sometimes, yeah, text, mm, yeah, let's switch that. Because it's like, for me, it's always a balance between uh, saying what is like good and natural versus like what they'll understand. And so I have to like cut between those and what's correct if it's a student oh sure and what's yeah. correct as well so uh, I do so, feel that responsibility so do you like for example maybe that's not the exact case that you have to deal with but like do, when you text a student do you make sure that I is capitalized when it's oh no, no no oh. I mean for example no no that's not the kind of thing as you know I love texting with uh, lower cases learned yeah I know but age, that does no. that misguide students um but the thing is this is, would be in okay let's see Informal communication, you could uncapitalize I, and that's fine. Like, I wouldn't write that in an email. Mm -hmm. For example, I have set, sent emails to, like, my classes, mm -hmm. and I use capitalization mm -hmm. there. So that shows, like, the distinction. Sure, yeah, I wouldn't, like, send an email just, like, hello, guys, all in lowercase, like, mm -hmm. tomorrow class, who comes or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe a little bit of what's up. Mm -hmm. Um... No, it, but it you would, would with friends. You would do. Um, honestly, no. I, I honestly would. Okay. Uh, I try to communicate with students the same way I do with friends, but just toning down a little bit of the like cultural references, slang, mm -hmm. maybe inside jokes, vocabulary a little bit. Just toning that down. Someone, but, someone told me we're cultural ambassadors. You're yeah. representing Western culture. What, what does that mean to you? Um. What. Well, Seems to be a heavy burden. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I live with it. I get through the day. Uh, it's a cross that Casey chose to bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it would be little stuff, just like this stuff with like, give me please, and say, you know, in, in America we just say, you know, could you give me? Mm. So little stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I definitely have more examples. Just off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Um... I don't know, I can think of this recent one where I've been editing texts and changing a lot of, like, statements of facts into, like, you know, statements of opinion. So instead of, like, you know, this doesn't work, or, or like, you know, uh, this happened because of X, maybe, like, perhaps this happened because of X, or instead of, like, he will die, he might die. So, like, that's the kind of thing where I've done a little bit. Those are just what I could think of. Kind of conditional, yeah. Just, like... I don't know, following the American sort of, um, yeah. very, I don't know, Being covering all your bases, I guess. One of my, one of my, sorry, one of my students said to me that, uh, she's a general manager. Mm -hmm. She said that developers, sometimes they don't understand that we, we have, uh, Western clients, American clients, for example, you cannot, um, blow up in a meeting because one time the developer says, no, I don't agree. I can't deal with this and forget it and walked out. And they said that you can't do that, you know, because everybody was shocked. I mean, these are colleagues in the mm. same company. Yeah. And eventually they had to let them let them go. I'm not sure as as the English teachers were supposed to do that. Or do you? Is that kind of out of our preview, out of our job here? Uh, 
wait, like a person spazzes out in class or in uh, in the business meeting. Uh-huh. So to teach them not to do that. Yeah, not to. I don't know what they call it. Uh, not to lose it. To lose it. Not yeah. to lose it. To lose it. Yeah. It would just be not. Is it okay to lose it here, in the business context? Uh depends. Okay. Because uh, as far as I know, um, like in some companies where I used to teach, I've seen dialogue between employees, like between the developer and the manager, for example. And uh, actually, that they 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 must have had a serious fight before the conversation that I witnessed. Oh. But uh, the manager was the girl, and the developer was a guy. Mm. So the girl kept slightly trolling the guy. About trolling. About, I, I don't remember easy. exactly yeah. what about, but yeah. yeah, she kept trolling him. And at some point, it was in the middle of a class, by the way, mind you. So I'm oh, trying to teach, and, and the guy just loses it and goes like, I'll fucking hit you in the face now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, although in Russian. Yeah, I was exactly. um, Oh, in Russian, okay. Yeah, so but, here. but, and I was like... I wouldn't understand it. No, but I was like, oh, um... Guys, like any hint of sarcasm? N- nothing, no, no. nothing. He was honestly um, upset. Uh, like to put threat. it mildly, yeah. <laughs> I, and I was like, whoa, 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 guys, let's just keep a cool. Detente, baby. Let's yeah, not do it here okay. <laughs> at least in Russian or English. Um, I think I switched to Russian, but I'm not. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the guy just never looked at me. He kept drilling the girl with his eyes. Oh, he didn't even listen to you. I, uh, maybe he he heard me and. Okay. But he was he was still like mad. Okay. Hell. Wow. And I was like, mmm. It's a tough one. And yeah, I was. So uh, what I'm saying, I mean, yeah, that's quite a shocking situation. But what yeah. I'm saying is that, um, I imagine that, it happens. Sometimes it happens and. It's less of an important issue uh, maybe like as long as you get your stuff done uh-huh. um, maybe the rest for some companies yeah uh, because I'm pretty sure in some other companies they pay a lot more attention to such thing as toxicity for example toxicity yeah mm-hmm. how toxic as an employee you are uh-huh. uh, in some others right. no I mean because this is a, a an extreme example of yeah. being toxic yeah. Maybe on both sides of the argument, yeah, actually. Yeah, both sides. Uh, but in that particular company, I imagine, yeah. because I, I have got no idea how the story ended, did, really. Did you it's enjoy fun. working there? Um, in that company? Yeah. I quite did, honestly. You did? Okay, interesting. I think for, uh, what do you think, in the business context, I think, I haven't seen this, uh, I think... I mean, yeah, the company I work at now, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, it's I, nice. I'm trying to imagine what it would be like. I, I can imagine it. I can imagine the boss yelling. The boss. It yeah. would always be the boss. I couldn't. I, the I couldn't employees all employee. like each other. They're yeah. all very friendly. Yeah. Um, I guess if the developer is needed, okay, they'll keep them. But if they, find that if they can replace them, they'll find an excuse to get rid of them. Very possible. Very possible. I and mean, this all gets to the thing where... I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Artyom, but like this book I read about, did I tell you about the chicken experiment? The experiment with the chickens and the eggs? No, I don't think I did. It's a book, This View of Life by David Sloan Wilson. Everyone read it. It's a great book. Um, And it talked about chickens laying eggs. And so they have like chickens in cages, like something like, I don't know, like five cages of like 10 chickens. And they lay eggs. 
and uh, what the experimenters did was they took, they counted how many eggs each hen laid, and they took the top performing hen from each cage and used those eggs to breed the next generation. And then again, top performing hen from each cage, and they did it for five generations, always taking the top performing hen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what do you guys think happened? I think you told after, me about this. Now. I may have told you. Uh, after five generations, what do you think happened? Mm, wait, they take the chicken or the hen. Yeah. yeah. What do they do to it? Well, the, it's in a cage. It lays eggs. Feed it. Lays, they give the chickens it's, feed. They just bred the top ten percent. So yeah, the best the, the the hen that laid the most eggs, those eggs make the next. Generation. And what about the roosters? Uh, not important. Okay. Controlled variant. I would say uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Universe Twenty Five, the beautiful ones, no? Well, they're the best rats. Like they just, they had all the food, and everything was safe. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, you're trying to tell us. I'm sorry. And then, and then this, the, the the beautiful ones didn't care about sex, and uh, everything depopulated. Wow. Didn't collapse. It's a good theory, but not in the country. Like I don't think it turned out so well. It did not turn out well. And questions like this, you know, I'm always torn between. Uh, what I think is right and what logical. you think I'm leading what, what, you to what is logical and what I'm leading you to and what is so maybe hey this is logical but hey if it was that simple yeah you would not be asking me that yeah so like then it makes me think oh something shocking happened shocking happened oh I mean quote unquote yeah, so one would expect that at the end of five generations there would be like a million eggs okay but in fact there was like almost no eggs mm-hmm. and the reason was um they were selecting not for the most productive hens, but the hens that were the biggest bullies, that stole the other hens' food, tarred the other mm-hmm. hens' feathers, and they ended up eating the most food and laying the most eggs. So had the had there been only one chicken per cage? Yeah. Then. Well, then they did another thing, which is they took the best performing cage and uh-huh. they selected those eggs. So all five he- eggs of cage A mm-hmm. make the new generation if cage A was the best cage uh-huh. and this produced results this way they were able to maximize yeah right so, so then there have been one chicken per cage yeah that would yeah. have been the same result well as, sure as but in American farms chickens there's a lot of chickens the conditions <laughs> are very bad no right the point getting back to English here is yeah it's good when all the employees in a company can get along with each other like that's something good that if you're trying Happy to install leadership Exactly, happy chickens make more eggs, and this is something you should be working towards. This is something I'm really happy. You should send me this study because I realized Illuminati chickens are not very good for society. Illuminati chickens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is a bridge too far the, for the me. The top one percent, you know, they control everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oligarchs of the chickens. <laughs> yeah, one percent of the chickens lay the, the, the top of, of the, the cream. Eggs. Yeah, yeah, they steal all the eggs. You know, it's not so good. I think on that note we might have to end. Yeah, thank you very much. Maybe yeah, that that's a good point. Um, Drake, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. It was good. Uh, let me know how it goes. Yeah, yes. and everyone, um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, sort of a different look here, a more just general look at English, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We ain't got no more talk. No, see you all next time. Peace. Thank you.